0: I am your host, Ryan Andrews, from JaysFromTheCouch.com, back with you rather early today, just, you know, trying to get this out of my head and out to y'all as soon as possible, because I have some thoughts. I know you're shocked by that revelation, but I have some thoughts on the Blue Jays' roster decisions that were officially made, and... Some thoughts on last night's 2-0 win over Milwaukee in their final spring training game in Montreal. But before we start getting into that, I just want to remind you that, you know, if you're not subscribed to Locked On Blue Jays, I don't know what you're doing with your life. You should be subscribed, be it on Himalaya or Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, however you get your fix of talk into your brains you should be subscribed to Locked On Jays and if you're listening to this and you want something for the commute you can just go into your car and tell your smart device to play uh, Locked On Blue Jays and you can get it that way too because technology and stuff so let's let's talk about last night because again these Montreal series were going to determine a lot in regards to how the final slots on this team were going to be selected. And and we kind of knew where those battles were. And we're going to talk about the people who made it first. Or at least the people who it was announced made it first. We'll start with a guy who I speculated had already made the team before this Montreal series. That would be Trent Thornton. It was confirmed that he will get the start uh, in the series finale against Detroit on Sunday, making his major league debut. Don't want to say I called it, but I called it. So that that actually seems like a, a solid plan. He performed very well. The Blue Jays were very interested in him in spring training for the second most innings of any pitcher behind Sam Gaviglio, who we'll talk about in a sec. But it, it looks like they want to get a better look at Thornton. Um, Jacob Wachspach could have been in the talk for that. He had a decent spring, but he was in shorter bursts. I think the Blue Jays might be looking at him as a potential relief option if needed later in the season. So it it didn't look like he was going to be a pick. Hector Perez, same thing. That's why I said Hector Perez could have a shot at the bullpen. But it looks like they will be going to Buffalo as well. Um, Thornton will get at least one start while Ryan Barucki is on the shelf. Barucki expected to be on the 15-day IL. And Sam Gaviglio making the team as well isn't a surprise either, since given the are already struggling with injuries, they're going to need someone who can throw multiple innings in that bullpen. It's something we decried last season. Like, why don't we have a multi-inning reliever? Why are we using all these one-inning guys? Why are we asking John Axford to throw three innings? That sort of thing. So, having Gavilio back there, um, it's probably good for Gavilio because... He always struggled his second time through the batting order. If he made it to the third time through the batting order, watch out. Because balls were going to start flying. So in a shortened role like that as a kind of mop-up guy, I think Gavilio has a better chance of success for the Blue Jays. Um, in addition, a third pitcher was named to the team. And he is the guy who started last night's game, got the shutout going, As my alarm goes off telling me when to actually get up and record the podcast. Take that alarm, I beat you to it. So, yeah, Thomas Pannone, he did look like he struggled a little bit in his first frame. Which, you know, since it was announced Thomas Pannone has made the Blue Jays as a reliever. You know, you don't want to see them struggle right off the bat. But he settled in very well after that. So his final line from last night: two innings, two hits, one walk, one strikeout. Didn't have the best spring, but it didn't really matter because he he did a lot of starting before. He's not going to be asked to do that with the Blue Jays. He is going to be a reliever on this team. Which, I mean, if we said Tim Mesa made this team by default because he was the only lefty on the 40-man roster, that the second Montoya's like, I need another lefty. Pinone was, I think, literally the only other option for that role. And and it's not a foreign role to Thomas Pinone. He did that last year for the Blue Jays. He was able to come out of the bullpen and contribute. He was able to start also if needed. So he can also be in that swingman role. He can also deliver multiple innings for the Blue Jays if needed. And it's starting to look more like that Rays staff that Charlie Montoyo had last year when he was a bench coach guys who can throw multiple innings if needed coming out of the pen just just kind of giving the length necessary to get through a game and if it works like it did last night with the blue jays getting these multiple frames and getting you know enough contact enough ground balls to limit the damage that an offense can do if the blue jays are going to win games they're going to have to do that because there there's an you can't have a lot of confidence in this offense, and we'll actually talk about the offense tomorrow when we do our kind of season preview episode. But, yeah, Panone impressed enough in that role on Tuesday to to kind of just solidify his, his role there. Uh, one other name we should mention is making the... Blue Jays. It was officially determined that Richard Urania will start with the club. Eric Sogard will be in Buffalo. That's not a surprise. You you can you can say all you want about like Sogard being the hero last night, if you want to call that being the hero. It, it should have been an out. Like you, that that was a pretty bad throw by Kesten Hira. So. You you can't tell me that Eric Sogard was, was going to be the spark plug for that offense. So, makes a lot of sense. Urania's already on the 40-man. He has a lot more upside than 32-year-old Eric Sogard, whose main thing is just being another guy wearing glasses on his team. So, Danny Jansen doesn't feel left out. But it just makes a lot more sense to have Urania up with the Major League Club to have his presence there, and and he's a good presence by by all accounts. He's a guy who can keep things loose. He he's all right with the bat. He's shown well enough with the bat at major league level that you know he's not going to hurt you. And because he came up as a shortstop, you can confidently put him at short, at third, at second base, wherever he needs to go. He's also a pinch running option late, so definitely offers a lot more versatility than Sogard, who if he made the team, it really be for the the veteran experience, which you, you have enough, really with with some of the guys in that roster. Again, Kevin Pilar is counted on for veteran leadership, but he does have that. You have Justin Smoke, you have Kendris Morales, you have veteran guys, so you don't just have to have one on there. Freddie Galvis, too, s- since coming in, um, there's been talk about how how big an influence he's been on guys like Bo Bichette. So there's a lot of veteran leadership there anyway. So it makes sense to keep Sogard in the minors as that insurance policy should Lourdes Gurriel get hurt or Brandon Drury get hurt so not saying we won't see Eric Sogard at some point this season I hope not no offense to the man but if Sogard's playing regular games for the Blue Jays that means there's a problem and if you want to avoid problems in your love life then you need to start considering Blue Chew Uh, Blue Chew is a chewable pill that uses the same ingredients as those more famous blue pills, and it's for people who, you know, just looking for that extra bit of performance in the bedroom, or whenever you want to, because this is not just for men. I actually learned this week that there have been studies done that show pills like Blue Chew can help women with their menstrual cramps. So... This is a pill for everyone. Blue Chew, which you know, blue like the Blue Jays. It's chewable, so you take it anytime, even if you just eaten, it's fine. You just chew it up. Um, it's prescribed online, ships straight to your door, so you don't have to go to a pharmacy and hem and haw and be like, yeah, can I, can I, can I get the the chewable uh, blue pill thingy? Like you don't have to do that. You do, you get to avoid that awkwardness. And you get a product that's made in the USA, so it ships directly, so it's going to be cheaper as well than if you go to a pharmacy. So, right now, if you go to BlueChew.com, you get your first shipment free when you use the special promo code MLB. You pay the $5 for shipping, but, you know, 5 bucks that's that's nothing. That's like half a McDonald's meal. You'll be alright. So, again, that's B-L-U-E-Chew.com. Promo code MLB to try for free. It's the better, cheaper, faster choice. And we thank them for sponsoring this podcast. You are locked on Blue Jays. Your daily Toronto Blue Jays podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Okay. So we discussed the Blue Jays who made the team. There's still one spot available and it looks like it's coming down to a couple of veterans on minor league deals who one of them is going to knock someone off the 40-man roster to get this job. And we'll start with the more famous of the two names, and that would be Bud Norris. Now, Bud Norris, um, you know, there there was a fair amount of fanfare where, when Norris was signed to that minor league deal, signed the same day as John Axford. Um, Norris has not really had the opportunity to show why he should make the Blue Jays. He's been dealing with a lot of soreness in his pitching arm. So there's questions on whether or not he'd even be ready to start the season. Now, he's he's already gone past the date of his opt-out in his minor league contract. So he's with the organization now for for the foreseeable future. And... If he's able to, you know, work through that soreness, he, it could be just a default option that he gets in. But like, even when he was on the field, he did not look good. His, his stuff looked flat and and was getting knocked around the park. So it it didn't look like he had the same kind of stuff. It looked like, you know, when you normally sign a veteran pitcher to a minor league deal, it just did not look palatable and and that's not even factoring in all the stuff all all the off the field stuff like his comments about latino players back in 2015 when he was one of the guys like "Eh, build the wall whatever i shouldn't say that he didn't actually say build the wall i i should get that very clear but he was vocal about you know celebrations on the field so that that's something that factors in and the reports last year of his, uh, do, we can't really call it hazing, but he was definitely giving Jordan Hicks the business in St. Louis. Now Hicks came out and said, you know, he was fine with it, but that's the sort of thing you say when, you know, you have the, the eyes of an entire locker room staring at you like, no, no, it's fine. So I don't buy that from him. So, so, so there's concerns on both ends there with Bud Norris. And last night in Montreal, we got a glimpse of someone who I think has earned a roster spot for this Blue Jays team, and a name I don't think a lot of Blue Jays really got to know. Like, he, his signing came without any kind of fanfare. It's very much an under-the-radar minor league signing, one of those minor league signings that, you know, there's never a bad one. And it pounded out really well for the Blue Jays this spring. When it comes to Javi Guerra, Guerra is a 33 year old um, who broke into Major League Baseball very young with the Dodgers. He was really good in like 2011. Back back when they they needed relievers, he's he's really good for the first couple seasons of his career. He appeared in 92 games over two seasons. Um, had sub-270 ERAs in both campaigns, was actually the closer for the Dodgers in 2011. So so he has closing experience as well. But then injuries just completely derailed him. Um, he was traded from the Dodgers to the White Sox. The White Sox tried to run him out. He was good. He was good with the White Sox. But again, more injury problems. And then he just started bouncing around. He resurfaced in 2017 with Miami. He did all right for Miami. He kind of regressed last year at a 555 ERA for the Marlins, but that's the Marlins. So I I don't know if I blame Javi for that just because, you know, it, it can't be fun trying to pitch in Miami knowing the team you got behind you. That that's expected to bail you out. So, Guerra signed a minor league deal with the Blue Jays, and he's looked amazing in his in his time wearing a Blue Jays cap. He pitched two solid innings last night, looked in control the entire time, and he he has a lot to control. He has a five pitch arsenal, according to Brooks Baseball. He has a four seamer and a slider, so he's like Norris. And that he relies on that on that four seam slider combo. But he has a curve, a cutter, and a change that he can throw in there whenever he wants. So he he does offer a lot more versatility in what he can do on the mound. And again, he's used it to great effect. That the two innings he pitched last night actually dropped his spring ERA to 087, which you know that that's a dodger esque ERA from Javi Guerra. So, when it comes to this battle, I I am one to reward performance as opposed to reputation. I know Bud has had the better track record at MLB, but the injury, the, the clubhouse presence, the, the lack of performance, there's no reason for Bud Norris to get that final spot. I would love to see it go to Javi Guerra. I said as much on Twitter last night. He has earned it with his performance, and I think he should be the one who gets his contract purchased and you know no no offense to Danny Barnes he's and Justin Schaefer who also had good springs but they they were nowhere near the level of Guerra and if the blue jays are going to try and convince us that they're going to win try to win games this season where is the guy who gives them a better chance at that as opposed to Bud Norris right now so that that's my advocation for Javi Guerra to make this Blue Jays roster and be in Detroit tomorrow. Baseball is back tomorrow, everyone. I, I'm I hope you're as excited as I am for that. Um but yeah, um if you want to hear our kind of Blue Jays preview tomorrow, then be sure to be subscribed to the podcast, as we said, on Himalaya on google podcasts i guess on spotify on apple podcasts however you get your podcast you can go into your car and ask your smart device to just play locked on blue jays and and it'll do that because we live in this modern era so however you get your podcast be sure to be subscribed and yeah i i i can't really contain myself it's just so nice to have baseball back it's been such a long long fall and long winter that has been devoid of of any kind of regular merriment in my life so i'm glad the blue jays are back and i'm sure i will continue to say merriment um for at least a month And then, and then once we get into May and the Blue Jays are like 10 and 21 and we'll be like, okay, but until then, optimism abounds. So for everyone here at the Locked On Podcast Network, I'm Ryan Andrews. Thank you all so much for listening to today's episode and y'all take care.